New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. Hey, everybody. Andrea Donsky here. Lisa Davis is away today, but she will be back next time. Today, I am very excited because we're going to be speaking to one of my favorite people, Marcy Warhaft. She is a body image expert and consultant and one of the go-to for me when it comes to anything related to body image. And I have a daughter, I have two daughters, a 12-year-old and a six-year-old, and I have a son who's 14. And we talk a lot about body image in our house. So Marcy, I am so happy to have you back on the show. You've been on a couple times And every time you are on, it is such a treat for me and for everybody listening. Well, I'm thrilled to be here. Love being here. So, you know, I know you've been up to a lot of things lately. And, you know, whenever you're on, I love to just kind of remind people, just tell everybody what you do, what your purpose is, and how you help people. And then let's talk about some new things that have developed for you lately. Okay. Well, basically, um, my whole goal is to help everyone, but really specifically help parents help their kids grow up with confidence and healthy body image in a society that's completely image obsessed, especially now where we've got so many different sources coming at them. It's not just friends and uh, magazines, and we've got the internet, which is huge social media, and there's so many, so many different places where kids are being told they're not good enough, and so what I do is I empower kids and parents with the tools they need to know that they're more than good enough and they could be anything and anyone that they want to be. So Marcy, what you do is so important. You've helped my daughter over the years. I mean, my daughter, my 12 year old Casey still refers to, you know, Marcy said this and Marcy said that. And I, you know, we all need a Marcy in our lives. Really we do because, you know, as a parent, you know, your kids, you know, Casey would come home to me over the years. And I remember in grade one, we or grade two, we mm-hmm. talked about this when she'd come home and she'd be like, Mommy, my thighs touch. You know, everyone else's thighs don't touch, but my thighs touch. Am I fat? You know, and things, questions, you'd be like, whoa, wait a second. You're way too young to be talking about this. But I know from you, you say people, kids as young as like kindergarten, grade one are talking about being fat. Yeah, and that's why I say all the time. When I started my body image workshops, I didn't do it as a business. I did it as, as a passion, which is a word I find is thrown around too much, but I had no choice. It was something that I saw the messages that that kids were getting at school. I saw the messages that we were just getting from everywhere. And I felt the need to speak out about how fit bodies come in all different shapes and sizes and how we have to stop judging ourselves and other people. And I just really started speaking out. And uh, when I started speaking at schools, I started with fourth graders. And then it became where it was just a couple of years ago, I got my first call from a school saying, can you talk to the first graders? Because they were seeing an issue with even kids in kindergarten, kids who wouldn't wear their jackets in the winter because they thought it made them look fat, kids having ostracized, kids who wanted to stay home from school. And so I went, to be honest, the first time I spoke with first graders, I thought, I said to the school, I'll try. I don't know how exciting I'll be for them for the hour. And they were fantastic uh, because it's fun. I do. My, My workshops, I find them, I make sure that they're fun and educational, but I tell stories and I show pictures and, and I educate them in a way that makes sense to them. So they enjoyed it. And now, uh, again, I just heard from another school who wants me to speak to the first graders through to the eighth graders and then to speak with the parents in the evening. So it, it saddens me that it's necessary, but I'm happy that now schools are becoming a little bit more proactive and seeing that even the kids in first grade 
they're still getting the negative messages from society. They're still getting them. So if we can't ban them from that, if we can't block them, at least what we could do is provide them with positive messages to not just balance it out, but to hopefully outweigh the negative. Yeah, no, I think, you know, if you're an educator or you're a principal of a school or you you work with children, you need to get in touch with Marcy. Like, really, mm-hmm. all of you who are listening, you know, Marcy, and I've said this to you so many times that I really, truly believe you should be integrated into every school curriculum. Like, it shouldn't even be a choice. It should be, you know, right. we've got history and we've got math and we've got gym and then we've got Marcy, whatever Mars body image, you know, <laughs> we're talking about body image because imagine how you could help our kids, girls, boys, change the perception of themselves. Let's let's talk about, you know, looking how we look at ourselves or comparing ourselves to other kids. I mean, really what you do is so invaluable. Like it's, I can't even express how much work you do is important. I wish I had it when I was growing up, for sure. And I think, uh, and that's that's why I created Fit versus Fiction. But I think the thing is there's still, uh, it doesn't happen as much, but people are still thinking it's a girl thing. So they don't see it for everyone. And and I'll tell you, um, I was out of town a few months ago speaking to a group of uh, fourth and fifth graders. And it was the boys that came over to me afterwards. They wanted to continue the conversation, um, uh, so that was very that was really interesting. And I'm ge- I'm getting a lot of calls from parents of boys who are struggling. So there's still this misconception that boys don't worry about how they look as much, and they really do. They just don't they don't vocalize it the same way. They don't speak about it the same way, it, and it comes out in a different way. And I think that that's part about the people, and because we still talk about constantly talk about ourselves and our weight and our diet and what we're eating and what we shouldn't be eating. It's become such a normal part of our conversation that we don't think it's a problem when our kids start talking about it. But it is a problem and it creates bigger problems. And so I think, I think while, while adults are still kind of struggling with it, it's hard for them to see uh, sometimes. Until they really see the problem, it's hard for them to see the, the need to, to be proactive with it. You know, and it's it's interesting that you say that about the boys because it's true. Like my daughter was telling me that she has friends who are like these boys who are highlighting their hair or they're, you know, they care so much about what they look like and the way they dress. So it would be only natural that they would care about their body image as well, right? So I do think it's an important thing for every, you know, both genders, every single gender, you know, you know every gender, <laughs> yeah. right? It's true because right. there, you know, there are, you know, more than just two now. So I do think that it's important for everybody. And I think that it's a conversation that needs to be had in the schools and with the parents. So, you know, you were saying recently that you're seeing something else that's coming up in terms of, you know, some other, mis- you know, um, perceptions that you feel that may not be just. Tell me a little bit about that. See, this is an interesting thing I've noticed that, uh, so I'm, I've been working in the body image industry for 10 years now, over 10 years, and it's, it's been my story. I've battled with body image and eating disorder issues for most of my life, and uh, it, this is it's a huge part of, of who I am once I got into recovery and so I need to, to be out there and help others. But another part of who I am is being an active member in the fitness community. And I was, I've been in the fitness industry since I was 14 years old and taught my first dance class at a camp. Um, and I was uh, working as a personal trainer and a dance instructor for 30 years. And then I left because I didn't like the messages that we were getting with fit bodies look a certain way. And, and I didn't like that. And I sort of went full force into the body image community. But fitness has always been a big part of my life because I also went through some serious health issues and had to rebuild my body a a few times after surgeries. And I was told by doctors I'd never be strong again. And 
needed to prove them wrong, which I which I did. So being fit and healthy and strong um, is is a big part of who I am. But I need to be strong from the inside out, which is something I was never able to do. I always confused my self-worth, who I was with how I look. And now I'm at a point where I see very differently. But what I'm finding is there's still so much judgment from both the fitness community and the body image community when it comes to how we look. And again, I am a member of both communities and I love them both. But what I found, and I'll tell you, I, I wish we were, I wish we could just be more supportive of each other, but I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Okay. So here's how I've experienced it myself. I remember several years ago, I was, I gained weight. Um, and sometimes I'm healthier if I gain weight. Sometimes I'm healthier if I lose weight. It, it doesn't, it's not about the weight. It's what I'm doing to get there. So I had, I, had, I wasn't in a good place and I had um, gained weight and then I lost it. I was getting healthy again. And a woman approached me at the gym and she said, you lost weight. And I said, yeah, a little. And she said, you can't lose weight. You're Marcy from Fit vs. Fiction. You can't lose weight. Huh. And, I, and I was confused by that. And so what she was saying was, I can talk about loving my body if my body is not looking the way society thinks it should look. Then I have a right to like my body. Right. Now you flip that to a few years ago when I was uh, interviewed on Fox News, right, on Geraldo Rivera's show that he had there years ago. And I was talking about, again, how fit bodies don't have to look a certain way and how uh, you can't tell how fit someone is by how they look and it's how our bodies work. And I was fit, but I was a little softer, let's say. And I remember getting comments afterwards from their website saying, what do you know about fitness? You're, you're not, you're, you don't have the muscles oh to be talking about fitness. Gosh. Yeah. And I remember somebody saying, oh, you, you're just trying to promote obesity. And you, so it's almost as if I'm allowed to talk about fitness if I'm lean and muscular, but, I, but not if, I'm, if I don't look that way. But I'm not allowed to talk about body image if I'm lean and muscular. You don't, and the thing is, it's all me. It's all me. And I'm the same person, but I'm being judged on how I look. And it's taken me years of learning how to love myself to not confuse who I am with how I look. So when other people do that, it's really disappointing. And so I wish, I wish that we could support each other instead of still looking at somebody for how they look and making assumptions on either you know, their health or also on who they are. Because if you don't know me, if you see me, seeing me doesn't mean you know me or you know my story. So I think we really have to take time to understand people and to learn about people before we make judgments on how they look. Well, I think in general, I mean, the whole judgment thing, you know, I'm really trying to live my life judgment-free. And even at Naturally Savvy, we do not judge. Like, that's one of the things that we are adamant about not judging people where they are in their health journey. And I think in general, we have to move to being less judgmental because at the end of the day, we need to ask ourselves, why are we judging other people? And it comes from within. So I love that you're saying, you know, that you're saying, you know, and and it's also getting to that point, Marcy, where, you know, you're like, okay, I love myself. You could all say what you want to say, but it's not going to affect me anymore because right. I love myself enough that it's going to bounce right off me and it's going to go somewhere else. I don't need it to affect who I am because you are who you are. And the older we get, and I don't know if you find this too, Marcy, like the older we get, the less we care about what other people are thinking about us, right? And I think that's probably where it's coming from too is, you know what, 
you've been through a lot. You've, you've done a lot with your career and your life. And it's like, it's, you're at the point where you're like, you don't like me. Okay. Too bad. I am who I am. I do what I do. And you have no right to judge who I am. Right. Absolutely. And it's taken me into my, what am I now? Mid to late forties, you call it, um, to get there. But unfortunately I see it still. There are people who are, I mean, I'll have women who are in their sixties and seventies who are still struggling with that. Hmm. So it's an, it's, it's an, it's unfortunate that, um, it, it takes a while to get there and we still have so much pressure on us. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, you have to get to the point where you can say it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter. And it's, it's absolutely what you just said. If, if somebody's going to be judging me, it's, com- there's, there's an issue that if, if my happiness makes you uncomfortable, you need to figure out why you need to mm-hmm. figure out why my choices make you uncomfortable. And I, I always say I would rather my life choices make you uncomfortable, then they make me uncomfortable, <laughs> right? Um, so it, it takes a while, I think, for, for us to be comfortable in our own skin. And that's why I, I'm happy to be working with kids who are really young, because I, I want them starting at that point. I want them, it's almost like you're, you're putting on some kind of protective layer on them if you start them young with the, with the positive messages. That's why my book, you know, it's the... the Body Mr. Bob is for parents helping toddlers, tweens, and teens. Because really, you start at the very, very beginning with the positive messages. So you're hoping that by the time that the negative ones start coming in, it's almost like they can deflect them. It's easier to deflect them. But we have to start. We have to start young, and we have to watch the messages that we that we say around uh, around our kids. And but it really does start with how we feel about ourselves. And it sounds cliche, but when you do get to that point, and you know it. When you get to that point where you do say, this is me, and if you like it, great. If you don't, that's too bad. There's such power in that. There's such incredible freedom. That's what it is. You have such a freedom to just be you. It's such a simple thing, and it's so difficult at the same time. But when you achieve it, the freedom is unbelievable. Yeah, no, it is unbelievable. And I think the earlier we could teach that, like you said, people, you know, women in their probably women and men in their 60s and 70s are still mm-hmm. struggling with this. But if you, if you could teach this to kids when they're six, seven years yeah. old, imagine different, imagine the kids we'd be raising. Unbelievable. It would be unbelievable. Yeah. It's incredible. So give us, you know, an example. You know, I love when you share your stories because you're, you're full of stories. And, and these are real stories that you hear from children that you speak to on a regular basis. Tell us a story of a child that, you know, kind of like, you know, blew you away in the sense of like, wow, I can't believe these kids are dealing with this and then how you help them. Well, I think I've heard a lot of questions uh, over the years that have blown my mind uh, from, from kids asking me, is drinking too much water going to make me fat? Um, to uh, how much should I weigh? Or uh, is 100 calories a lot? And I'm always like, 100 calories of what? Right? Are we talking about candy? Are we talking about avocado? Like it, it, there's just, there's, there's so much misinformation out there. Um, but I've had kids who, who are afraid to be who they are. So I'll have, um, a kid who'll tell me that they really want to play with that one kid with me where they want to play with Hot Wheels, a little girl, but her dad won't let her play with Hot Wheels. Hmm. So she needs to know it was okay to want to play with what's considered a boy's toy, you know, and, and I'll get, um, I remember once talking about colors and how I showed pictures of a store and I showed, it was a toy store, and I said, okay, what, what can you just tell me from this picture? And they knew that the pink side was for girls and the blue side was for boys. Right. Um, and then you had, there's one boy, I remember, he, 
put his hand up and he said, I like pink. And everyone kind of laughed. And I was like, you, that's right. You know, that's, of course. And then, <laughs> and it, but he felt so much power. Love just pink. Of course. <laughs> and it's, but, but, but I love that he felt dry. And it seems silly that he had to feel strong to say he liked a color. But there was power right. in that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think, what amazes me is I find, I've found that the younger the kids are, um, their confidence is stronger. And that's one thing I've really noticed is it kind of gets chipped away as they get older. Yeah, as so, they get older. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things I noticed is I used to do something um, where I would just, I would ask the kids to yell out, I like me. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the little kids would scream it, right? I li- it would be like, I like myself. And they would scream it. Um, or I love myself. And then I'd get a little bit older, let's say the grade three and four, and they still, I love myself. Then I'm getting a little bit older. Like the grade seven and eight, had a, they felt a little stupid, right? They didn't feel as comfortable. Now, mm-hmm. I asked the teachers to do it. They really felt uncomfortable. And then when I asked wow. parents to do it at night, they were like, are you going to, I don't know, I'm going to, because it, it, wow. it feels silly to say something good about yourself. Hmm. And what was interesting to me too is at one point I was talking about how, um, especially women, right? We, it's a known thing that we have trouble taking compliments. So we'll say, hey, Andrea, you were great today. And instead of saying, thank you, right? We all, a lot of us, like, no, no, I gained some weight or I didn't get some, I didn't get enough sleep or this is that, right? Uh, And I remember talking about that. And I remember two girls in the front were like, that's my mom, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So somewhere it's like, we're taught that we have to shh about that. You know, it's okay to say someone else looks good. It's okay to say somebody else is smart. It's okay. But it's like, it seems like vain. No, it's not. You know, it's okay yeah. to stand up and be proud of, of who you are. You know, so something just, I'm I, really trying to do, sorry, Marcy, yeah. something I'm really no, no, trying to do also is, is really trying to, you know, when I see people now and I see a woman, especially women, because I'm a big supporter of women, as you know, and mm-hmm. when I see a woman, I think she's beautiful or I think she looks great or I like what she's wearing. I always tell her. I do too. And I'm... Mm-hmm. Always, because you know, at the end of the day, we you know we can be thinking things, but why not express it, right? Why mm-hmm. not say, you know, what I love the color of your shirt, or you know what, you are so beautiful, and it's interesting yeah. to see the way people react because a, I don't think we're used to that as a society of people mm-hmm. just kind of shooting off compliments, right? We're all used to getting criticized, but what you know, mm-hmm. when you we actually compliment someone, and it's funny because they'll go into like, wow, thank you, or like you know, a little bit shy. And my girlfriend was telling me her mom always said when somebody gives you a compliment, you say. Thank you very much. That's very nice of you to say. And mm-hmm. that's how we should accept a compliment. But you're right. It'd be like, oh, thank you. Oh, I got this shirt at the dollar store. Like, whatever. Yeah. We're always kind of like yeah. trying to put something negative into that compliment to kind of minimize Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And it's so funny you said that because the other day I was actually at a Starbucks and there was a woman there and I loved her dress. I thought she looked beautiful. And I said, I love your dress. Like, you look, you look great. She did. And, uh, and it's funny because she said, she said, and it was early in the morning. I just thought, I don't know, it's like 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. And she said, I should just go home now. Because that's, that's like the highlight of my day. It's just can't get. And I said, well, I jokingly Aww. said, do you want to give me your number? And I'll just call you throughout the day. <laughs> 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 that's but, awesome. But then I saw her telling her, I think, like, I think it was her coworker, you know, like them. And it's funny because that's the thing. It does. It takes two seconds. And I was being sincere. I, I, she yeah. was beautiful. You know, it was a beautiful dress. She looked great. Um, but it does. It takes two seconds. Uh, to, and we do. We should just. Just thank you, thank you very much. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's it's a yeah. very for some reason, and you know, it's funny because we wouldn't do that with other things. You know, 
like we wouldn't do this somebody if I if I opened the door for somebody because that was very nice of you and I wouldn't say well it's here anyway well I you know I, yeah it's I, true <laughs> right you just say thank you you know yeah. or any really accomplishment you say thank you but when it comes to looks it's almost like we have to like well I. Mm, and it's a, it's an odd thing. So we really we have to make an excuse for it. Around. Almost we do. Right? Yeah, like we have to make an excuse. Like, why do I look good today? You. Yeah, yeah. It makes you then you feel like you're being vain, or you feel like you're and you're not. You you just think like they they chose to give you a compliment. You're saying thank you. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Move on. No, it's so true. Yeah, it's so true. Like, I definitely agree. So, and I think it's also getting the, learning the script, right? So I think that's an important part of it too. Is having that script of you know, thank you. That's very nice of you to say, or, you know, Mm -hmm. what can we say when people are saying it so that we, it's kind of, we start to ingrain it into our head, into our minds, right? That when we do get that compliment and changing that, it's changing the script, changing that dialogue so that we automatically don't go into that negative place. No, but I think, I think your friend's mom is dead on with that because it also, it's funny because it's not even just saying thank you. You're still, you're saying thank you. That's very nice of you to say. You're almost like complimenting them back, right? Yeah. Which is easier Mm -hmm. for us. So it does. Mm-hmm. It, it makes it, it makes it easier. Thank you. That was so nice of you to say. <laughs> so you're you're saying something back, which makes us feel a little bit better. But it is. It's. It, I think it's the perfect. I think it's the perfect answer. But you're right. It, we're not prepared. We're not prepared for things like that. So it is yeah. knowing what to say, which is which is again why I'm hoping that uh, I get to as many as many schools and as many parents and as many people as I can. It's just it's just having the tools. It's knowing what to say. It, it's you know when you you. Plenty of times called me and said, this happened in school. What do I, what do I say? Or what did Casey say? Or what do we, right? It's just knowing, yeah. knowing what to say and, and, and what to do. So if people want to reach out to you and they hear this, how could they find you? How could they reach out to you if they wanted to bring you in to talk to the school? Tell us a little bit about, you know, where they can reach you. The best thing would be either to call me or to contact me on my, from my website. So it's fitversusfiction.com, which is F-I-T-V-S. S-I-C-T-I-O-N dot com. And there's tons of information on there as well as it should have my contact information. But my email is um, marcywarhaft at rogers dot com. M-A-R-C-I-W-A-R-H-A-F as in Frank T at rogers dot com. And there's another web, uh, another email address on the website. But uh, that's probably the best way to to get in touch with me. Well, I urge everybody to get in touch with Marcy. So great, Marcy. You know, you know, I'm a huge supporter of what you do. And I just want everybody, you know, who possibly is open to it is just, you know, to work with you and to, you know, even to get your book. You know, where can they get your book? Is it on your website as well? Uh, it is on my website. They can uh, look at it through there or um, they can contact me again and uh, email me and get that information. It's also at Indigo Online or Barnes & Noble or just to to uh, Google it, but the uh, the Body Image Survival Guide for Parents or Amazon. Amazing, amazing. Thank you, Marcy. Thank you, Thank Marcy, you. for being on my show and for doing everything that you do. We love it. And I want to give a big. <laughs> Thank you. And I want to give a big shout out to BioK for sponsoring today's show because without BioK, we wouldn't have Naturally Savvy Radio. So thank you, BioK. BioK makes patented unique probiotic formulas, and they contain at least fifty billion live bacteria per portion. So I'm a huge believer in probiotics. You know, they they have huge probiotics, great for our immunity, great for our digestion, and just supporting our overall health. So thank you, BioK. You can learn more at BioKplusPLUS.com. I'm Andrea Donsky. Lisa Davis will be back next time, and you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio.
Like us on all social media at Naturally Savvy, at Andrea Donsky, at Radio MD, and at Health Media Gal One. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay well.